Stories of the Human Spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show. I am so excited today, like so freaking pumped to have my guest share his life journey with you and all the obstacles that he's overcome. This is the Living the Law of Action show, and we are live on Clubhouse with an audience. So first of all, I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy life to spend time with us. And I promise you that between myself and my special guest, Mark Drager, Today, we are going to deliver. So, Mark, welcome to the Living the Law of Action show. Oh, Mr. Action, thank you so much. I'm so hyped to be here, honestly. Well, I'm pumped too. So, I just want to give a brief bio because I just want this to unfold in a conversation. But here's the deal. Mark is an very successful entrepreneur. He went from nothing to a multi-million dollar business. He is all about motivational, transformational, inspirational. He's very close friends with my soon-to-be close friend, Evan Carmichael, and he's just this great guy. And I love how we cross paths. It's it's just so serendipitous um, how We've been riding our life in this bicycle in a parallel universe, and now we've crossed paths, and now we're like on a tandem bicycle cruising through life together. So welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, love, I love the picture of it. When I was a little boy, I used to have this tape of the Smurfs singing stuff, and they used to have this bicycle built for Tucson. And when you're talking tandem bicycles, for some right reason, it just takes me back to the 80s and cassette tapes and all of that stuff. So, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast from the past. So just give a little bit of a bio so the people that are listening can, can get a feel for who you are. I mean, you know, I could go and do the typical bio about you, but I just want to hear from you. Yeah, certainly. So, I mean... If we if we if we're talking about the business bio, uh, I started uh, a marketing agency. Well, really, a video production company back in 2006. I was 23 years old. Uh, I decided that you know what, at 23, being newly married with a one week old daughter at home, that would be the time that I should quit my $45,000 a year job, even though my wife had no income, even though I was the sole the sole household earner. I'm going to go ahead and quit my $45,000 a year job and I'm going to start the business. And uh, that was the start of kind of my entrepreneurial journey of, of building an agency and, and, and we're still running it today. Um, and along the way, that's how I met Evan back in 2007. I met Evan Carmichael and we became uh, good friends over that time. But, but between starting that business and today, it's just been like cycle after cycle of ups and downs. And uh, <laughs> in the last three years, I've learned more about myself and about others than I think he learned in the 10 years before that. Yeah, it's funny having a, being an entrepreneur and having your own company is almost like you're paying lots and lots of money. It's actually the most expensive personal development course you could ever buy. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. At one point in my, uh, maybe five or six years ago, I was getting, I was, I don't know if this has ever happened to you where you start to question whether the time you're spending, whether your experiences amount for anything, whether like, you know, I was 10 years into my business and am I, is this really transferable skills? Is this really good? Am I really doing anything? I know that I'm making money, but, and so I thought about going out and getting an MBA at the time. And Evan was like, do not waste your time or money on an MBA. This is the dumbest thing you've ever said, Mark. I was uh, just now thinking he talks that I'm like, to me, but, no, don't do it. No, don't yeah, do and, it. Well, and so this is the thing. I talk about fear. I talk about doubt. I talk about insecurities. I never went to university. I didn't go to college. I graduated high school. I went to a technical school, and then I started working. And so I never had the university or college experience. I never slept in the dorms. I don't have a degree. And so by the time I'm like 10 years into this, I'm thinking I have work experience. I have life experience. I have contacts. I have a portfolio. I, I, I can talk but I don't have anything that others would value. What if, what if I had to go out and get a job or this or that? And then 
And to your point of being an entrepreneur is the most expensive and greatest school you could possibly have for thought leadership and for self-development. And, and let me tell you, it teaches you who you really are if you're paying attention. Uh, I, I totally discounted and, and Evan reminded me of just how much growth you can actually see by getting out there and doing it as opposed Absolutely. to sitting in the classroom. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I graduated high school. I did uh, two semesters of, of community college and that's where most of the time I did basket weaving and I was also on the radio and I don't really recall much else that I, Oh, I did a speech class and that's pretty much all I did. And I don't have those college experiences and I do know I have a lot of life experience and I think that is really, you know, they say you go to college because you want to get those life experiences. Do you really learn from the college? I think that it's the school of hard knocks that really, so I don't want to dodge people that went to college, but I want you to know that if you didn't go to college, that is not something to stand in your way from you having the life of your dreams or as Mark would say, an extraordinary life. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I get to have the most remarkable conversations as you do, right? You're, you're the host of this podcast. You get to speak to the most remarkable people. And so on the We Do Hard Things podcast, I, I only want to talk to people who have had those defining moments and learned hard lessons doing the hard things. And so far, I haven't come across someone where we've spent a lot of time talking about their schooling in the university. I mean, it's just, it's just not that interesting. And so for certain roles, certain careers, it's pivotal. If you want to be an academic, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, if, if you want to go into the type of profession where your undergrad and then your master's and then maybe something afterwards is vital, then you, you have to focus on that. If it's your passion, I think you should focus on it. If you do it, if you want to get your master's or doctorate to prove to yourself who you are and what you're capable of, I think you have to do it. Right. But if you're going to school to try and learn some skill or some kind of career path that's in front of you, I think as you know, and I think as I know, and I think everybody that I interview, at no point are we talking about, man, university was the thing that really shaped me for the rest of my life. It's just not happening. No. And, and I, I think it's, it's powerful to own what you have. So, you know, we're in a weird time. We're in the middle of a global pandemic, which has turned the entire world upside down. Like if, if you would have been talking in 2019 and said, hey, I'm from the future. I'm just letting you know, uh, 2020, uh, March 13th, the entire world's going to shut down. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, people don't realize that at any moment your life can change. And for that one split moment, everybody's life changes. And it has changed everything that we know and say and do. And it is proven time and time again, what I've seen is that people have had to go really, really deep to elevate themselves and to survive and to mentally make it through this new, new normal that we don't even know if it's going to change again. I agree. It's, it's interesting. I was, I was going for a walk with my wife yesterday and I was thinking about a comment. You know, we talked a little bit about Evan, but Evan and I used to host an IG live every Friday or something afternoon. We'd host the IG live and we'd take questions and basically doing this, the kind of fun stuff we're doing right now on Clubhouse, but, but it was on IG. And someone asked a question and I made a joke when Evan was answering it. Someone asked a question about getting started and how hard it is to get started and to stick with it and to stay with it. And as he was answering, I thought he was talking to me. Because sometimes he answers questions to the audience, but he's really just giving me a bunch of digs. <laughs> and so I said, oh, are you talking to me? And he stopped and said, no, Mark. No, I'm talking to this guy. You've, you've been running a business for, for 14 years. You, you, you've already done it. You've already built it up. You, you, know, you, you, you have access to revenue. You have access to network. You have all of these things. I'm talking to this guy who's just starting. You stop ignoring all the things that you have. And it hit me, like, because he talks pretty direct, where I was like, I was really struggling in 2020. I was really struggling last year. I've been struggling for a few years, even though I've done all of these things. And I, I forgot or discounted all the things that I actually have, because I'm not starting from nothing. And so when you talk about March 12th, March 13th, for us up here, it was March 12th was the last day I was in my office almost a year ago. Um, oh, sorry. I don't know if we want to date this or not. And so it was March 12th. Oh, it's fine. Uh, it's, 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 it's reality. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is going to be a podcast. that's going to be forever and people are going to go back in time and hear this. And I think it's important to have yeah. just a real ac account of what 
we've all gone through. And, you know, it's changed. If we did this um, a couple months ago, it'd be a different conversation. And every day it changes. Yeah. So, yeah, no, this is going to well, air in well, just tomorrow. So we're good. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Well, where I was going with this was I was saying to my wife just yesterday, you know what? I have to remember that even if I lose my business, I'm not losing what I've learned. And, and even if, if time passes by and my network evaporates, it doesn't mean that I didn't have it. And so, so what, I, what, what I was getting at is even if life throws more at us, even if we have to go into another lockdown, even if everything goes sideways because the economy won't cover, even, 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 even if, um, we're not starting from zero. Right. You know, we've, we've, we've proven to ourselves that we're capable of going in and out of these types of things. We've proven to ourselves that if you've been furloughed or if you're out of work or if you're really struggling to get clients that you can survive, you've proven to yourself that you've started. And so it, it hit me and, it, and it, it hits me all the time that no matter how hard things are, that, that I cannot discount the very things that I have at my fingertips and that I can implement, that I can use, and that I can draw on, and neither should anyone who's listening. You know, right now, no matter how bad off things might look or how challenging things may be, you are not starting at zero, and very rarely in your life are you actually starting at zero, even if it feels that way. Absolutely. Okay. So we met here sort of I don't even think we met on Clubhouse. We met on Instagram or I'm just trying to think of how, how do we, I know you sent me a message, but how did you discover me? How did that happen? And <laughs> Come I'm on, sorry. Man, this is the softest ball question ever because you know how I discovered you. You just want, you just want to hear the awesome story about the fact that Mr. Evan Carmichael told me I had to reach out to you, oh, that yeah. I had to meet you, that I had to speak to you. Did you really forget that? No, I didn't at all. I just wanted yeah, to there we go. Just, Come on, Look, man. do you see that big smile on my face? Like, so here's here. So Evan is like, I have really just, I've been a fan of Evan for so long and I love just his delivery. I've learned about him. I love how he overcomes his anxiety, his really deep-seated anxiety and uh, inverted, not in, invertedness, but introvertedness. And I'm like the opposite. I don't have a lot of anxiety and I'm definitely not an introvert. And he delivers such amazing content. And so I've always been a fan because it inspires me, it motivates me, and I've been doing that. And so I met Evan in 2019 at Vid Summit. And I'm all about the ask. Like, I want to enroll someone into a possibility in something bigger than me. And I saw Evan, and my friend Eric was with me, and he goes, hey, there's Evan Carmichael. I'm like, oh, wow. So we walked over to him and said, "Hey, Evan," and um, introduced myself and said, "Hey, I'm Rob Actis. I'm more and I, you know, you got you want to have some level of peerness." And so I did this, and it, you know, it wasn't out of ego, but it was kind of letting him know that I was was someone semi worthy of talking to because he had no idea who I was. And I said, "Hey, Evan, I'm Rob Actis." I said, "I'm so glad you're here. I'm one of the MCs for Vid Summit." Maybe I'll be introducing you on one of the stages. Oh, that'd be great. You know how he is and stuff like that. And um, I said, look, I am shooting live on video, multi-camera shoot of the Living the Law of Action show. And I would love for you to be a guest. And he's like, oh, that sounds great. And he goes, right now? And I, he goes, I'm free right now? I said, yeah, no, not right now, like in an hour. <laughs> because I've got to get this, 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 the... Uh, the set ready. And he's like, okay, great. Well, here's the great part. The podcast wasn't even launched. I just was looking at the possibility of like, oh my God, I get to have Evan Carmichael as one of my guests on the show. So he said, yes, um, the show is funny. I got to play the video. I introduced him and, uh, you know, Evan loves to be touched, you, you know, Evan loves to be touched. So I'm introducing him. <laughs> I, got a, I got a story on that, by the way, if yeah, you want. <laughs> I'm hugging him and just rubbing on him and pretty much sitting in his lap. I don't know what happened, whatever came, but I was so excited to have him on the show. And he's like, I'm like, Evan Carmichael, he goes, uh, Rob, I have never been touched that much it, in, a, in an interview. And I said, well, congratulations. <laughs> and so, um, He's on the show. He did. He was incredible. I was so grateful to have him. 
And apparently, um, I left a lasting impression. I, I released the show. You can check it out in the Living the Law of Action show. It's Evan Carmichael. I love everything he said. It's incredible, great, thought-provoking stuff, little insight of who Evan is and his journey. And uh, then I, you know, I didn't think anything else from that. And then all of a sudden, I get this random Instagram message from Mark Drager. And uh, he says, Evan Carmichael told me to reach out to you. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. what link am I going to click to follow through? Because it sounds like a scam. (laughs) Nope. Nope. It wasn't. It wasn't. Evan wants me on Clubhouse. He says, you got to get on Clubhouse. Idea to action. You got to move. You got to move. You got to move. I thought, I don't, I don't, I don't, I've never been here. I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on. He said, you have to reach out to Rob. And so he he gave me, um, he gave me a few names. It's interesting. I got to find... I wrote, I was working on my bathroom at the time. It was a Saturday afternoon. I was working on my bathroom and I grabbed a, a construction pencil and started writing down on uh, pieces of drywall. I had spare pieces of drywall and I started writing notes. And Rob, Rob's name is the first thing he told me to do. Go reach out to this guy. And let me tell you, man, you were super gracious, super nice, super warm, super accepting. You kind of set me up like it was an easy win, which was awesome. But, but you really raised my expectations for how Clubhouse is supposed to work, to be honest with you. I raised your but how, now how is that? Well, because, because, you know, we connected early on and, and you were, you were, I mean, you're so good at this, quite honestly, and you're very welcoming and you go with the flow and, and everything was great. And then I was like, okay, okay, I've got this figured out. And then a few days later, I went into some other rooms and I was like, oh, hmm, the version of Clubhouse that I was introduced with is not <laughs> how it is everywhere. And that's fine. Everybody has their own thing, but yeah. some people are kind of mean and, and some people, uh, kind of sell and like like all this stuff that I don't do that I don't think you do very much of and um, yeah it was just it was just uh, you 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 showed me a version that I want Clubhouse to be. <laughs> well, thank you for that, and I'm I'm so glad you reached out, and I'm so glad that we're connected, and I'm so glad that we're developing a friendship. It means a lot to me, and you know you are very inspirational, Mark, and that's why I was thrilled to have you as a guest. And one of the things that really blew my mind because. When you invited me, I went and you know checked out more about you. Actually, your name was familiar. I didn't know exactly where I'd heard about you before, but we've actually crossed paths in ways, but not necessarily crossed paths. We've you know been two ships that passed in the night, and I'm like, wow, this guy's like heavy hitter. I was like really impressed. And then when I'm on your your show inside of Clubhouse, you tell me that you had anxiety. And you were fearful of actually reaching out to me and you actually were hesitant and it took you a while to actually press the send button. Yeah, it's, it's, um, of course. Yeah. I mean, of course I I have, I have have anxiety, I have fears, I have worries just like uh, other people. I, you know, it's, it's funny because in the work that we do, there's a skill set or a muscle that you develop, that you lean on, that you get really, really good at. And I, uh, I do a lot of strategic thinking and I do the, the presentation of a lot of strategic thinking. So being able to take complex things, break them down in a way that's more simple and then try and explain that to people, I can do. And I've, I've presented to a lot of groups for many, many years. And so you ask me to come here and I'm like, sure, zero prep is required. I show up, here we go. Uh, you ask me to craft a message and to reach out to someone cold um, I know that if I spent more time in sales or business development or something like that, I probably wouldn't even think about it. But, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter that Evan told me I have to reach out to you. You know, I, I, I wrote it down and I looked at it and I read it a second time and I read it a third time and I thought, oh, shit, okay, uh, let's just hit send. Let's hit send and see what happens. And then you sent me voice memos back that I wasn't prepared for that were super nice and it was like, Oh, okay. You know, you, you may have seen me come through and go, who is this guy? And thought a little like, you know, this happens with podcast guests too, right? I see someone's name and I'm like, oh my goodness, am I ready to have a conversation with this person? And then I meet them and they're the most open and gracious and delightful person. And I, I just want to take them out, you know, and have a barbecue with them and hang out or something. But when you see, yeah, when you're sending that cold message, when you see that name, when, when someone responds back to you, I don't know why, maybe I'm not like others, but I think I am. I think we all get that little moment of panic, don't we? Well, I think we're a lot alike in that, you know, we all have fears and the law of action is based on really overcoming your fear and breaking through that fear and getting into action. And what I find really heartwarming for me to you is how you really struggle with anxiety and you've been so successful. And I wanted to get you on the show because I think that's so inspirational because 
I have discovered, and I didn't, look, I don't know if you think, but I've always thought this. I was like today years old, really, and Clubhouse really made it very, very clear. And I just thought everybody was like me. Like, I just thought everybody's like me in that they're very action-oriented and they're very fearless and just like going for stuff. And now through Clubhouse, I've learned, especially in my podcast room, that people have some really deep-seated anxiety and fear of moving into next levels. And I just think it's great how you push through that. And I also think that it's important for people to understand that you may look at someone as super successful. You may see Evan Carmichael and like, oh my God. And to know that he struggles not as much today, but in the past, he used to hide in the closet and do his YouTube stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I filmed his very first uh, video in March of 2009. So uh, I was pushing him to get onto YouTube and I thought that, that we could make it work for maybe about a year and a half. And then, uh, again, I, I own a video agency. So, so I offered to shoot it for him and I came over to his, his office and I shot it for him on tape. We shot it in March. I got it edited within two or three weeks and we got it up in April. I mean, this was, this was back in the day. I shot it on tape. <laughs> I shot it on mini DV tape. That's how long ago this was. <laughs> wow. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I've watched his journey and uh, there's, there's, there's plenty of times that, they, that he's ready to hit the next step and um, he gets worried, scared. I mean, I, I could, we, we did a big deep dive the first time that he spoke at Brendan Bouchard's event. Um, and I don't know how many people are speaking to, five, seven, 5,000, 7,000 people. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But, it's a lot. But Dean Graziosi and, and Brendan Bouchard are, are both kind of introducing him to come up and step up and speak to the event. And um, yeah, I mean, there's, 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 I mean, I think anyone in that situation will have a few moments of panic and like, okay, here I go, right? You're, you're stepping off the cliff. You're stepping out there and, and putting yourself on stage and any time and to your point rob it's interesting that you thought more most people are like you because we all do and that's the thing we all think that people are like us and so we undervalue the very things that we're greatest at i have come to know that i am amazing like really really good at a few but it took me like 10 years to realize that that i that, that they came uniquely to me and that they were valuable, and they don't come uniquely to other people, so I should stop downplaying them or overlooking them. I should actually celebrate them. And so you are Mr. Action, because taking action comes really easy to you. It certainly doesn't come to most people. Like, really, it doesn't come to most people. And uh, and so, you, which is great, but then the very thing that comes naturally to you is also going to be the thing that holds you back. And so yeah. there's always this balance of the very thing that comes naturally to you that you're really great at is also the very thing that holds you back. And how do you deal with that and all of those things? Well, speaking of holding you back, so I would like to ask you a question. And um, it's a two-part. And I think I want to start with the, with the softball question. You ready for the softball? And then we'll do, we'll do the, the fast pitch. Let's, let's go. Let's go. All right. I'm ready. So the law of action is based on decide, plan, and act. So the question is, when in your life have you just been in massive momentum and you decided and you planned and you immediately acted on it? And just tell me the win that you experienced from that. Hmm. That's interesting because decide, I'm a very indecisive person. Plan, I get stuck in planning and action is not something that I typically <laughs> embrace as fast as I should. So, I mean, the most immediate example of this, I mean, there's, there's, really, there's really two to, that come to mind. But Your biggest um, win, your example, biggest wins of deciding, planning, and acting. What's your biggest wins from that? So, I don't want to get too technical, but, but basically we talked about the fact that March 12th of last year, the whole world shut down. Um, I have a client that fiscal year end was March 31st. And so March 12th, everything shuts down. They were supposed to spend all of this money. We were supposed to do all of these things, but couldn't make it happen. So they asked, hey, you know, could we go ahead and, and invoice them for all the work? Sure, we can invoice you for all the work. So we invoiced roughly half a million dollars. And uh, we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And by August, so this was in March, by August, it's becoming apparent that, that because of 
their changes to the business, because of my changes to the business, because of timing, because of everything. I don't know when this money is going to get spent. I don't know when this project's going to happen. I don't know when we can move forward with it. And I was stuck. I was stuck because I had, I had their revenue on my books. I was stuck. I was stuck. I was stuck. What do I do? It's, it's, it's a large sum of money. How do I move forward with it? And the biggest decision that I had to make, I went away on vacation with my wife and coming down from hiking, I realized that as hard as it is, um, I have to figure out a way to give them back this money. I was stuck. They were stuck. We were all stuck. How do I give them back this money? How can I do this? And so the scariest thing I had to do was I decided, so 10 a.m., I'm walking down the mountain with my wife. Uh, at 11.30, I called my team, my controller, and my COO, and I said, we have to give them back this money. I don't care what has to happen. I don't care with cash flow. I don't care with anything. I, we just, we have to get unstuck from this situation. And then by 1.30, I was on the call with the client, and I thought lawsuits were coming. I thought we're going to be in big trouble. I thought we we're about to go bankrupt. I thought a lot of things could happen from this. Not only were they gracious, not only were they understanding, not only they were actually loving and caring, they then worked with me over the next few weeks to figure out how we can make it happen. And then by December, that money cleared out of our account and we were unstuck. And um, that was honestly one of the scariest things that I had to do because I had worked for two years to build up this relationship that I that wow. instantly could have disappeared. Oh, yeah. I had worked for so long to, to get the campaign going and to get the revenue in and to make sure everything happens. But it was coming to realization that no matter how long I worked for the relationship and no matter how much potential the project had, it doesn't mean anything if it's not actually going to happen, if it's not going to move forward, if we can't service it, if the client won't be happy. None of it, none of the potential meant anything. None of it meant anything right. if we couldn't actually make it work. And I couldn't figure out a way to make it work. And so, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's another thing also to call a client and say, I want to give you your money back. It's another thing to set everything up to give you. But the, 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 I can tell you the day that that money cleared my, my, my account, my corporate account, I was like, okay, okay, this is real. Yeah, we just, we just gave back a half million dollars because we couldn't make it work and they couldn't make it work. And, and honestly, overnight, the team was able to focus on the things we needed to focus on. We got unstuck. We did the hard thing. It, it showed us that we can do it. It showed us that we're honorable, that we're respectable, respectable business. The client appreciated so much the fact that we actually brought this even forward. Like everything is better because I did the really hard thing. Um, and I wish I had done it sooner. And that taught me that all of the things that I thought could go wrong, more often than not, won't. And when you reach out and are honest with people, especially in business, yes, some people may take advantage of you. Some people may try to negotiate hard against you. Some people may kick you when you're down. But mostly, people will come in and try to help you and support you, especially if you're open, especially if you're honest. Absolutely. So with Decide, Plan, and Act, it's all about that momentum that you create. And what happens with you, when you don't take action, when you're stuck in fear and you're stuck in that planning stage, and you don't take action, there's a consequence. And so the consequence in this scenario is that Mark moved through, decide, plan, act. He was living the law of action and it created a consequence. And the consequence in this case was favorable, which is wonderful because when you are in action and in momentum and in flow, the universe takes notice and shows you that you're doing the right thing at the right time with the right people, and it will elevate your abundance. It will bring people into your life. It'll bring new opportunity. And so I would say that there was a transformation when you did that. It like reset everything, and there was a freshness and alive, and you have a client that really, really loves you now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I didn't even realize that I, that I did those things, but I, on the mountain, 10 o'clock, I decided, then wow. I called up my people and we made a plan. And then within an hour and a half, I had texted my client and we were on a call and we were acting. And um, it's funny because for two, three months before that, I was racking my brain. I was having panic attacks on Saturdays. I was literally, um, I have video of myself having a panic attack, just trying to think, how, am, how are we going to navigate this thing? And I texted Evan and I said, Evan, I'm having a panic attack right now. And, and, he, and, and I took video and you can see my eyes are all crazy and stuff because it was just so stressful. But, but you know, 10, 10 in the morning, I decide. 
and and then a few an hour and a half later we're planning and then an hour and a half later we're acting and and by the time i had hit the pillow that night not only was the problem well on its way to being solved not only was there way more clarity with what we needed to do i realized that we could do this that we, that we could get through it it was it's i love it you're you're reminding me of how powerful that was for myself absolutely and it 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 is so powerful in that when you're stuck in the planning stage and not taking action it could be your biggest fear that you're not taking action for will be the result of your in action. That sounds true. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a response to me. It sounds true what you're saying. So, for example, I'll make it just really simple. So, for example, if say I say, hey, Mark, um, I know you've been an entrepreneur and I know things are shutting down because of COVID. However, there is a job that pays $2.5 million you'd be perfect for. And you would say, you know what? No, all you have to do, Mark, is submit your resume because you are perfect for this job. And you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so in essence, you've already gotten the end result of your fear. Your fear is I'm not yes. going to get that. So yes. by taking no action, you already have the result of the inaction. Yes, yes, yes. So the, the terminology that I tend to use with that I use in my head is is you're taking the no, you, you, you're, you're already taking the yes away from people, basically. You're getting the no prematurely. So I think of it in sales terms or, or you know, I, I married my high school sweetheart, so I didn't really date. But let's say that I was good at dating, you know, and, and I thought, ooh, there's someone that I want to get to know or ask out. Oh, no, I better not. Well, I'm already getting the no then. I'm, giving, I'm taking away their chance to say yes to me is the way I think of it. If it's a sale, if it's a call, if it's something. Absolutely. If it, you're taking away the universe's opportunity to say yes to you if you never even try. And so giving it a shot, at least give, giving you the at-bat, at exactly. least gives you the swing. Right. But if you never even walk up to the plate, then, then yeah, I mean, you, you never have anything. You are making the decision right there in the moment, uh, and, and it's sealed. It's done. The universe, nobody is waiting for you to, for, you know, you to say no for them to say, oh, but please. And you say, no, no, I don't think so. And they say, no, but you'd be really good at it. And you'd be like, okay. Like, no, that, that's not how it works. It's like you get the opportunity, you take it or you don't take it. And there's another opportunity after and then another opportunity after. But no one's going to chase you to, to prop you up to say, come on, be the best version of yourself. You know, right. that's just not how it works. Right. You have Clubhouse and podcasts for that. We're going to we're going to do that for you. We're going to tell you how great <laughs> you are and how that you have an opportunity by taking action and overcoming your fears and your anxiety that you can have an extraordinary life. Well, you can. And that's it's it's really that simple. It's, you know, I'm I'm doing this health challenge right now, this 90-day challenge where I'm trying to get very aggressive with my health. Um, but whether, you know, three, go back three years ago when I was 50 pounds heavier and I, I was eating terribly and I'd never exercised really. And if you go back to that version of me or the version of me from before I started this challenge or the version of me when this challenge ends, hopefully the person I'm going to become, you know, really it comes down to the, just doing really simple things, you know, trying to exercise every day. And yeah. being consistent with your exercise, trying to eat carefully, trying to eat a lot of water, trying to sleep, right? Like very, very simple things. And, you know, the idea of decide and plan and act is also a very simple thing. You just have to do it. You, you just have to do it. And if you do it, you're, you're right. The universe will open up opportunities in front of you. You will be more excited. You will build more confidence. You will start to move quicker. You will doubt yourself less. All of these things stack as you move quicker and, and take action after action after action. And if I, if I sound like I'm um, excited or trying to pitch you or sell you on this, it's only because this is new to me. <laughs> this is, I don't know how at almost 38, falling into this cycle that I've only really, really embraced between October and today. I don't know why this is so new to me. This might come naturally to you. Again, it doesn't to me, but I am so excited at the prospect of moving quickly and making mistakes and acting because I know that this will this is this is the unlock that we need to be able to make ourselves proud. Absolutely. And what's exciting about Clubhouse and I know we're on Clubhouse we're talking about Clubhouse it's become very infused in my daily existence is that 
It has proven the law of action works because there are so many people on Clubhouse now that are breaking through their fears and they're opening clubs and they're opening rooms and they're getting on stages and they never had an opportunity to get their message out. And because they are deciding, planning, and acting, and breaking through their fears and putting themselves really out there and getting in their flow, they're not understanding that the universe is showing them that, look, you're playing at a different level. Look at the people that are crossing your paths and look at the opportunity that is being laid out before you because you are in your flow and you're doing what you are meant to do. And I just, it's amazing to see the transformation of so many people and so many people's lives in just a split second here on Clubhouse. It's its really I feel it every day is divine intervention. The people that I've crossed paths with and the success that I've seen people achieve in Clubhouse has been truly remarkable. And it's moving at a velocity that I've really never seen before in all my years of being on this planet. This is why I love you so much, man, because <laughs> at heart, I can't help but be a little cynical. Um, I want to be way more positive, but I some I, I fall into like, melancholy i fall into doubt i fall into fear this is just like my makeup and when i hear you talk i'm like yes i want to be a part of that man oh yes i i love it uh yes we have to move quick but um and i i don't want to tear anyone down but but i just want to lower the stakes for everybody because clubhouse is very exciting and people are moving very quick but we don't actually know where it's going we, uh, you know, I, I do love being able to connect with people and jump on conversations like this. I love the fact that you and I know each other better now simply because of this. But um, there is this sense that I've, that I've picked up of this kind of gold rush, this land claim that if you don't move quickly, you will be left out. And I think you should move quickly, but yet we don't know what you're being left out of yet. Because we just we just don't know. So so I, I would just suggest that for anyone who is feeling overwhelmed or snowed under or behind the ball, it's okay. It's okay. Come on over, join us, get involved, and what have you. But but um, we yet don't know where Clubhouse is going, and we don't yet know what it will lead to. And I love that you brought that up. And I and I'm I feel remiss that I didn't say that. In that. It's moving so fast, and I don't want you to think that you're missing out. Your speed of how you're going through Clubhouse is the right speed, and don't judge people's success on Clubhouse of your opportunity. Don't come from scarcity. Come from abundance, and know that Clubhouse could be gone tomorrow. So this is just one avenue. There's other avenues that you can, you know, take people offline, get them onto your podcast, get them onto your mailing list, get them into your communities, your social circles, and just use this as a platform for today. You know, every every day is important. You're not guaranteed a tomorrow. And I always say, live every day like you want to be alive. So live it with purpose and with intention. And that is how you can have the extraordinary life. And I say the life of your dreams. You're happily ever after. So Definitely 100% spot on, Mark. People are getting a little overwhelmed by all what they're seeing, and it's moving so fast. Don't let that phase you. Just go at your own pace. It's not going anywhere until it goes somewhere. It's here till it's not here, and just be here. And when it's not here, it's not here. That, that's right. <laughs> Again, I have no follow-up. You're so good at this, man. Oh, you kill me. Okay, so we have time for, for one question. Uh, we got on the stage. Um, I can't believe how fast the time went, Mark. My God, it went like really fast. I thought we were like at five minutes. I looked at the clock. I'm like, wow, we're almost done. But Kevin has a question. So Kevin, just briefly, just what is your question for Mark or myself? And welcome to the Living the Law of Action show. Uh, Rob, Mark, believe it or not, I actually didn't have a question. I was just popping in. I saw some R um, down there in in, in um, uh, the waiting room, and then I hopped in on your 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 statement, and then I piggybacked off of Mark's statement and wanted to um, just basically say my. It's not a que question; it's more of a statement. You can make a it's statement. Keep Go in, ahead. All right. Keep keep in mind what Mark said. Every single person that have, and this is my opinion. So um, you know, you feel free to quote me or you know doubt me, whatever. Every single person that is on this clubhouse that has great success or marginal success because of clubhouse 
was already going to have success no matter what. They were one connection, one door away from being where they are. If you look at, you know, um, Netflix, no one believed that people were going to pay for um, Netflix. No one believed that um, when cable came out, that we'll be paying for cable. No one believed that QVC was going to be QVC until QVC decided to be QVC. So everyone and anyone that is at this point in their lifetime is meant to be where they're at. Clubhouse just provided the six people that they were separated from that one person, provided them a open door to meet that person that will change the opportunity, give them the opportunities to make the changes in their life that they have been battling for every single day. And that's Kevin and I'm out and thanks for listening to me. Yeah, and I, I would just I would say, Kevin, that is that is an amazing point. Um, and and yes, the the people who are it's it's funny because the people who are successful, you know, you, you've seen this amongst accountants or or artists. You see that person, you're like, oh, they would have been successful whether they were at that company or not, because they have that drive and they have the desire and they have that hunger. Uh, and I agree. What I what I do think Clubhouse is really great for is, as, as Kevin mentioned and Rob, as you said, is being able to make connections and meet new people. I think that's huge. Being able to create safe spaces where people can have a platform and talk. I think that's really important because often within social platforms, they're not safe spaces and they're not moderated well. And, you know, and the conversations kind of go all over the place. But then the thing that I hold on to the most is that this is transferable skills, is that whether this is Clubhouse or not Clubhouse, that's almost irrelevant. But our ability to connect and our ability to, to speak and to share points of view and to practice and roll things around in our head. And, and what I love about Clubhouse is, is this morning I, I brought out something that I hadn't yet fully formed. You know, oh, I was thinking about this the other day. And, you know, like every for the last week, every night in the shower, I've been asking myself and Rob. I sent you a voicemail after a shower where I was like, hey, I was thinking about you in the shower. Yeah, uh, thank you for that. It was every, awesome. I love that. I felt, I felt humbled and, and appreciated. <laughs> thank you. I, you know, if, if someone is thinking about you in the shower, then you are, you know, you are living in their brain rent-free. And that's an incredible compliment. So thank you, Mark. Well, I, I said, so I said, Evan, I got out of the shower and I didn't even put on any clothes, but I sent him some videos of me just like shoulder ups, basically like, oh, I was just thinking of this and I got to get this to you. Um, so at least I didn't send you any naked videos yet, but yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, I didn't uh, get any videos like that. I just got audio. I'm feeling chipped. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to make you uncomfortable, but where I was going with this is, um, and what I love about Clubhouse is we can practice things and roll them around. So for the last week, I've been asking myself every evening in the shower, if I were really bold, I would. And this is a memory I have because um, I remember going over to Evan's condo maybe three years ago and I was frustrated and I didn't know what to do. And I was, I, I felt stuck. I felt stuck with clients. I felt stuck in the business. And I said, you know, Evan, I would, and he interrupted me. He stopped me and he said, no, no, I don't want to hear this answer. And I was like, well, would, no, let me, let me just tell you, if I were bold, I would, he's like, I don't, I remember he was doing the dishes at his condo. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know the answer, Mark, because whatever you say is going to just piss me off. Because if, if really bold you is going to say something, then really bold, you should just step up and do it already. And so love it. I was like, love so it. I was like, huh, okay, quiet. I was quiet. And I didn't do any of those things. Cause what I was going to say was if I was really bold, I would fire half my clients and I would restructure my team and I would get this change over with quickly. And instead, it took me two and a half, three years to lose some clients, to restructure my team. Like, it was just long and painful. So I was thinking about that a few weeks ago. And so I started asking myself now in the shower, like, if I were really bold, what would I do? And every shower, I, I insist on coming up with one thing. Some of them I've actioned and some of them I haven't. But with you, it was like, I, yeah, if I were really bold, I'd reach out to Rob right now. And I would tell him how much I appreciated talking to him, how much I, I, I love your energy, how much I want to do stuff with you and collaborate with you. If I were really bold, I would do that. Uh, two days ago, I, I sent out a message saying, oh, this is the one to Evan. I was, hey, Evan, what if we restructure the company this way and I do this and I do this and I change and here's a... Blah, 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 blah. Like again, if I were really bold, I would try to... I would figure out a way to be able to get X quicker or, be, or spend Y or invest this or that. And in that case, he said, no, Mark, I, the intention is good, but I wouldn't do it that way and I wouldn't do it all the time. But... but what I love about Clubhouse is I can start rolling out. I can walk you through this right now, this like thing that's not fully formed and I'm not sure and it's not a structure and I can't teach it to anyone and I don't really know. But this is the perfect place for me to workshop it with you guys. So, so that's what I love about Clubhouse is it's like this great way to connect and to stay on top of things and to take all of these transferable skills that we're learning 
and that we're putting into practice and that, and that we're getting better at to whatever might be next in the future. Absolutely. I love what you said. If I'm being bold, can I reframe that? Of course. Okay. I'm all about forward momentum and drive and action and like, boom. And I believe that the universe takes notice. And I think language is so important. And what comes out of your mouth really is what is generated. So how about this? You're in the shower. I'm bold. Today, I'm taking the action to reframe and re-energize my conversation about how I deal with clients. I'm bold. I'm taking action. Today, I am going to fire the client that is draining the life out of me. How does that feel? Like powerful? Maybe. Well, because See, it's the, interesting, though, because it's. It, I would have to try it, and the only reason I say that is it's interesting because there's this. The, the thing with the thing with um, words or with sayings or incantations or whatever you call them, right? Like I love these things. Like I, I love each document, each project I work on. I kind of give a one liner at the top of the document. So, so I, I'm working on one right now where it's the art of the possible. Right? I have to remind myself that no matter if we don't have time, we don't have money, we don't have a no. It's not about that. It's about the art of the possible. So I love these things, but there's this thing in the back of our head that happens that go, come on, Mark, you know. So if I were to say, I'm bold. You are. I am bold. You are. And I am going to do this. Uh, at least the way I'm wired in the back of my mind, there's always this like, yeah, but are you? Because you are. yesterday, yeah, but, but, but. So the reason why I do this, like, if I were, it's because for me and what I'm really focused on is who do I need to be? Right. Who, which version of me needs to show up? And it may not be the true me yet, but if I do that enough, it will become the true me. So, so it's this future focused, if I were, I would, um, and just saying I am bold, so I will, I'm going to give that a shot. I just don't know yet how it'll work. Okay. You are bold and you declare it and you grab it and you take it. Like that's how powerful that language is. You are bold. I mean, look, here's the deal. You started a company from nothing and turned it into a multi-million dollar company with employees and operations and clients. And do you know how many people want to have a company and their company is one person? And they never have a company. They have a job that they work 100 hours a week on. You are bold. You do so much and you need to really acknowledge all of the amazing things that you do and all of the amazing things that you are. Like, I would never, ever, and, and Evan had it right. It feels so incongruent with me. You go, if I was bold, Mark, you are bold. Yes. And, and no. <laughs> no, I mean, yes. I, yes, I can, yes. I can, I can, I can accept it. Here's, so, so here's what I'm, I haven't yet figured out how to explain it. And so that's why I might be struggling for words right now. But between you and I and all of your listeners and, and being completely honest, um, there are certain situations and certain versions of me where I'm the most confident. Um, it's it, like the path is clear. I'm super confident. I get very aggressive. I get very impatient. And then there are other... Don't know. And so... The version of you saying, like, I am bold, I have done these things, and I will continue to do these things, I have that. You know, when we jump onto Clubhouse, when I'm hosting a room, um, especially if I go to some other rooms and whatnot, I'm like, damn, I'm, like, I feel like I'm really good at this. You are. But, but what I don't want to lose and what I'm afraid that I'll lose, I, I, I'm afraid deep down that my ego and my confidence will take over. And so I may over-index on this, ah, shucks, we're all in this together, you're, you know, I'm just like you, like, I may over-index on that side for fear of ego and aggression and drive and everything else taking over so much that I lose this other side of me. And maybe I shouldn't, like, I worry about everything, so maybe that's not even something I should worry about, but, but part of it... Yeah, I do worry about. It. I do worry that I'll be that I'll that I'll just go so far the other way that um, that I'll lose the part of myself that I like, which is I like the fact that that 
I'm kind of like everyone else in the way that we have these fears and we have these doubts. And what makes me extraordinary in my mind is that I don't let that stop me. Absolutely. I don't, I don't want to lose those things though. Do you know what I mean? I, I haven't figured out how to explain this, but. No, I, 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 I think you're bold and you don't think you're bold, but if I'm in your life, I guarantee you, I'm going to tell you on a daily basis, how amazing, extraordinary, and bold I think you are. And I'm going to do everything with my power for you to understand all the way deep down into your core that you truly are an extraordinary human being. I feel so blessed that we cross paths. I'm so excited to get to know you better and you get to know me and then be on that tandem bicycle. The bike build for two. The I love it. The bike build for two. Well, <laughs> all right, so how does someone, how does someone reach out to you, whether whatever they want to do, whether they want to, you know, work with you in, in your company or they want to work with you on a personal basis or they, they want to talk about your podcast or how does someone reach out to Mark Drager? Well, so, so two things, the best way to reach out to me would be on Instagram. So you can go ahead and follow me. It's Mark Drager, D-R-A-G-E-R. You can, you can DM me. I, I, you know, I pretty much answer all DMs at this point because the volume's not so crazy, but if you really want to get a snapshot of who I am, go over to my YouTube channel. It's also Mark Traeger. Go over to my YouTube channel and watch the video we just released on the 90-day health challenge I'm doing. Uh, it's this kind of mini documentary we put together, but it it honestly, it's the most revealing and open I've ever been in my life. It's the most uncomfortable <laughs> I think I've ever been releasing anything, but it pretty much gives you a snapshot of who I am and what I'm doing. Uh, and of course, the We Do Hard Things podcast, I have so much fun interviewing amazing people uh, and having them on. So, um, I would say, yeah, go over to IG, check out the video on YouTube. You, you have you have to hear this story because it even impresses me, and I'm in it. Uh, and then and then, yeah, the We Do Hard Things podcast. It's Mark Drager. He's bold. Mark, thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. Rob, thank you. I am bold, and you're welcome for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a wrap for the Living the Law of Action show. Remember, take a moment, stop, and just breathe. Don't let fear stop you. Decide, plan, and act, and live a life of inspired action. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actis. Please rate, review, and subscribe.